Last week's AI Safety Summit held here in the UK featuring Elon Musk, Rishi Sunak, Kamala Harris, Max Tegmark, Demis Hassabis and many others, as well as Joe Biden's recent executive order on AI safety, have, according to the Financial Times, kick-started a worldwide set of moves to develop AI safety. But what is it that we're actually trying to regulate here? How do we hope to achieve that? And do the people doing the regulating actually understand the technology well enough to regulate it properly without stymieing innovation? Well, that's what I'm going to try and find out this week on the Complete Tech Heads with me, Tom Edwards. Complete Tech Heads. So first up, the Bletchley Declaration and the headline event, which was Rishi Sunak and Elon Musk having a long form conversation broadcast on X. Now, this has been criticised by many in the media as being too softball um, Sam Coates from Sky News said it was bizarre and mad and complained that Rishi Sunak wasn't challenging Elon enough given his position as a powerful business leader. Now, I don't actually agree with that. I thought that the interview was actually pretty interesting. And I think the legacy media journalists tend to like these kind of tit-for-tat uh, confrontational interviews where people are really challenged in a very harsh and direct way. Whereas actually, I think what you've seen in the new media more recently, particularly in the podcast space, is that people appreciate nuance. They like detailed conversations that go go on over a longer space of time where people have a conversation about things. I thought that they talked about a lot of the contingent risks of AI in pretty good depth, certainly in a way that is going to appeal to the mass audience that presumably they're trying to talk to. So they covered things like job displacement. They covered things like existential risk. They covered things like uh, humanoid robots and the, you know, the fundamental need to be able to switch them off, all of which are... Um, serious issues that require conversation. So I don't agree with the, the critique. I thought Rishi did pretty well to get Elon there in the first place, and I enjoyed the conversation. On the declaration itself, so there was a declaration that was signed by all countries in attendance, which included China, who sent their vice minister for science and technology uh, in the Chinese government, a guy called Wu Zhaohui. So the Chinese signed up as well. So did the US, so did the UK. But the declaration itself was a little bit soft, I thought. So if you read it, it says that it focuses on human rights, transparency, explainability, fairness, accountability, regulation, safety, appropriate human oversight, ethics, bias mitigation, privacy and data protection. Uh, and it talks about Frontier AI in particular. So Frontier AI, of course, being the very advanced models which are used by companies like OpenAI, Google, others, uh, Anthropic is another one, that are really at the forefront where you tend to see these surprising emergent properties uh, coming out of them. The problem I have with it is that it's very, very broad. So there are, as you hear, heard on that laundry list of different things that they want to try and regulate for, actually each one of them could have a summit all of its own where you have real in-depth technical conversations about what the systems can actually do. And in fact, I do think that Rishi Sunak recognizes this because he himself said, how can we write laws that make sense for something that we don't yet fully understand? So I think to his credit, he sees this as a opening gambit to try and make these conversations happen rather than a definitive stake in the ground. That said, if you look over across the Atlantic at Joe Biden's executive order, I think you have the same problem, except it's actually been legislated for. So if you take a look at the 
um, fact sheet for Joe Biden's executive order, you can see here the executive order directs the following actions. New standards for AI safety and security. So this is talking about um, AI companies are going to have to report into the government far more often about models they're training, what they're doing, and there's going to be a whole heap of bureaucracy inserted in between the innovation process and the delivery. It also talks about protecting Americans' privacy. It also talks about advancing equity and civil rights. It also talks about standing up for consumers, patients, and students. It also talks about supporting workers. It also talks about promoting innovation and competition. Okay, but you know, given all of the other regulation that he's talking about, it really, I really struggle to see how this promotes innovation. Uh, and advancing American leadership abroad. So he's bringing foreign policy in as well, ensuring responsible and effective government use of AI. So again, there's loads of stuff in there. Each one of them could require whole assemblies of different people. And I do think it sounds like they're going to hire lots of people in the government to oversee this stuff as well. My problem with it is that it's so early in AI development that actually we don't really know what sort of things we should be regulating for. I think the executive order even talks about watermarking any AI created content, which even for someone like me, um, and I'm sure many of you, is is crazy. Like there's just there's just no way. Like what if I write a blog post, I ask ChatGPT for some ideas and I include a few sentences from ChatGPT, I edit them a bit, I have a few of my own, I go to mid-journey and I get a picture, I drop it into Photoshop, I combine it with a bit of um, my own artwork. Is that AI content or not? I mean, perhaps the mid-journey one, you could say more easily yes, but actually half of it's my own content, so it's not entirely. And with the written word and large language models, there's just, there's just no way. It's just not possible. I cannot see how you could do that because you're constantly editing. Anyone who's even used ChatGPT to a, you know, to a, a, an amateur level, not even using it professionally, anyone who's used it will know that it's just words that you can just edit yourself. So you can't watermark it. And same with image content. You know, computers have been used for creating artistic work for, for years already. The AI is just, as Sam Altman has spoken about on Joe Rogan, it's just on a smooth exponential. So it's not like we're now in the AI age and you can define everything beyond that. Actually, we're building up. And so it's. I think the problem that the Bletchley Declaration and the White House Executive Order share is that they're being far too broad. So what you're likely to get is a shallow amount of knowledge on each of these different things without having the real depth of knowledge that you need to fully understand the technology and to regulate it properly. The places where I thought it did better were in this idea of collaboration. So the fact that they got China in was great. The fact that they had lots of different really important thinkers in the AI space, CEOs, technologists, uh, physicists, developers, all having these conversations is super important because at the heart of the issue here is that the politicians making the laws are not technologists and the technologists don't have the ability to create any laws, of course, because nobody's voted for them. So we are going to have to figure out a way for these two worlds to communicate better. And so I think the Bletchley Summit clearly was a success in that regard.
because you do have and the Elon and Rishi conversation is is a great example of that. Rishi was asking Elon questions and he was answering them in a way that will hopefully educate the Prime Minister of the UK. That to me seems like a pretty good thing and presumably throughout the summit, throughout the conference, you would have had conversations like this happening all the time. Technologists educating politicians and probably politicians educating technologists about what it is that they would like to see. The collaboration in the immediate term certainly on things like cybersecurity and on things like privacy is going to be really important because these are issues that we're going to be addressing right now like they're happening already and in fact Poppy Gustafsson uh, the CEO of Darktrace a cybersecurity firm I thought was actually one of the best interviews that I saw come out of this she was very good and she was talking about this idea that bad actors um, frauds and thieves aren't going to pay any attention to the legislation so if you've got the legal side over-regulated, then it's a danger of falling behind. And to her credit, she actually said that she doesn't see that as being a big issue. Her point was that we need to continue to innovate on the defensive side because bad actors won't care about legislation. And one stat that she produced in that interview was that she's seen a 135% increase in the linguistic complexity of spam or fraudulent emails since the advent of ChatGPT. So here's what she had to say. The conversations around how you use regulation to manage that risk. But of course, in cybersecurity, you're operating against people that are unregulatable. They are the baddies, that they're not going to be not doing something because it's illegal or against the law. They're going to be operating the fastest, quickest way to earn as much money or you know, enact their actions as they can. So making sure that we are able to continue to innovate on the defensive side and not being outpaced in innovation on the attacker side or the offensive side is something that's really important. So overall then, was the Bletchley summit a success? Is Joe Biden's executive order a good piece of legislation? Well, it obviously remains to be seen. But for me, the Bletchley summit was more of a success than the Biden legislation. That's because I think it seems to approach the issue more from a place of humility and understanding that which you do not yet understand and hoping to have that educational piece going on between the politics and the technology. It feels to me like Joe Biden may have jumped the gun here, thrown the kitchen sink at AI regulation straight off the bat without actually taking the time to fully understand the technology. Now, I understand why this would be. Obviously, there's a lot of panic around AI and there are legitimate risks, not least the potential extinction of all humanity. Most people seem to think that that's not super likely, but even if it's not very likely, even if it's a 1% chance, it's still something that we obviously have to take very seriously. But is legislating straight off the bat when we're a few years into this growth of this technology a good idea? I suspect maybe not. And the risk is that it stops innovation. If you introduce loads and loads of bureaucracy for every technology firm to have to submit to the government whenever they do anything new and interesting, then all you're going to do is cut out the innovators right at the bottom and you will get what is known as regulatory capture, where the biggest companies are able to support these large bureaucracies who are sending off the paperwork and submitting things to government, whereas the smaller ones are just not going to be allowed to innovate. So that's the risk. Clearly, we do need regulation and the Bletchley Declaration will hopefully be a good start to that. But in my view, 
it needs to come from this place of humility where the politicians are educating themselves before jumping the gun and dropping loads of legislation all over the place. That's just what I think. I would love to know what you think. Drop your comments down below. I'd love to know your thoughts on A, was the Bletchley Summit a success? And B, was Joe Biden's executive order a good piece of legislation? Let me know in the comments below. Complete.